This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The universal labor crisis, the finale. USDA says that farmers get 14.5% of what consumers spend on food, so reducing our farm share of the food dollar has very little impact on food price inflation. Raw commodity values are the tail wagging the dog of food price inflation. We can take corn, pork, wheat, or other prices lower and barely nudge the inflation index down because commodities make up such a small portion of the food dollar. There is a big lag between the impact of lower commodity prices and wholesale and consumer price inflation. For example, cheap hogs have had little to no result on the price of retail pork. Pork processing margins were actually worse than they were being officially reported because of how the USDA calculates the contribution of the cost of labor. Salaries and benefits are spread out through differing components of the food dollar spending, but collectively, labor costs account for 50.3 cents of every dollar spent on food, according to the ERS. Thus, labor has well over three times the impact on food price inflation than do raw commodity prices. I do not see labor costs falling again anytime soon. Whether tending livestock, milking cows, growing fruit or vegetable produce, or processing food, Limited availability of ag labor has been restricting productivity, adding to costs. There's been much frustration and at times desperation expressed by the ag industry over the sourcing and pricing of needed labor. None of these jobs can be done working from home. Beef packers will have fewer cattle to kill, so are cutting hours, reducing labor needs. Hog packers say that their labor costs have risen 25% in the past two years, and they've not been able to recover those costs because of the way the USDA calculates the cutout. Fewer hogs will let them manage the finite supply of labor that they have, moral productivity, so it would be one more reason behind liquidation. I've been lamenting the wide wholesale retail price difference report that is handicapped demand. A pork packer executive tells me that labor costs, as calculated by the USDA, are part of the reason. USDA deducts the labor cost after they calculate their pork index. A lot of pork is priced using that index, so packers cannot recover the increase in their labor costs. They pass that loss on to producers. He says this is a material issue, and he believes it is one of the reasons that the wholesale retail price spread is widened. This flawed concept that the USDA is significantly reducing dollars to the producers. The reason I say producers instead of processors is that the correlation between producer and processor spread is high, Therefore, the process is really acting as a pass-through to the producer in the long run. There was a time when operating farm equipment was simple and there were enough neighboring farm boys or partially retired farmers to fill the tractor and truck seats. I am retired long enough that I would frankly not know how to start or operate a new tractor, so watch Laura Farm's YouTube videos to see how that's done like the city folks do. The pool of available trained farm labor is extremely shallow, requiring a new component of training and oversight, while it is typically extremely expensive to acquire these nearly focused skills. I remember when my dad got rid of the milk cows several decades ago, as there was no available labor to milk them in his absence. Back then, operations were limited by the number of man-hours farmers worked. It was called sweat equity. Many of my baby boomer generation built their farms on sweat equity, But that opportunity is closed to the next generation. 
Today, capital management has replaced sweat equity, so a farmer's ability to acquire and manage higher labor is tantamount to the farm's future success. This is one reason why feedlots have gotten bigger and livestock industries have integrated to be able to manage labor resources. I remember one time many years ago, a local hog producer said that he was not worried about the integration of the hog industry because the corporate types did not work that hard tending pigs. I knew he was wrong at the time. They replaced labor with capital investment into production infrastructure. Now that labor is not as accessible as it once was. These industries are now replacing labor with as much tech as possible, but as stated, they replace one kind of labor with the need for another to manufacture and operate the tech, which also pits demand against limited supply. The USMCA is very much an ag trade agreement. There are a lot of specific U.S.-produced commodities, from celery to apples, that have found no alternative to hiring foreign temporary workers. We depend on Canadian potash, and 7,500 port workers are on strike in Canada, forcing Nutrien to shutter a potash mine, costing $4.2 billion. So labor issues in other countries impact ours. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.